Ohio can't catch a break, Disney banned Scrooge with Duck stories, and communism is still shit. That and more on tonight's episode. Stay tuned. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to Daily Nights. I am your host, Treasonous Truths, and joining me today, we have our, as usual, my co-host, Daddy Sins. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Daddy Sins tonight. Hope you're having a sinful night. And if you are, and la- you need fucking Jesus. Fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, joining us, my other co-host, we have The Lorax. What's up, everybody? I speak to the trees. What's up? Yeah, and what did they speak? Vietnamese. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> This is why no one takes us seriously. Anyway, not even myself. Anyway, uh <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, man, Ohio can't catch a break. It you know, last not last week, two weeks ago. They're facing that train derailment with those toxic chemicals leaking into the Ohio River, and then literally today. They had that metal plant over in Bedford just went up. Yeah, the plant, it just, well, we don't know at least the finer details at the moment. No, not but yet. The but the plant uh, just blew up in uh, in Bedford, Ohio. It was a, it was a, it was a manufacturing uh, uh, plant over there. Yeah, they made, they made pellets and ingots pretty much, mm-hmm. so... Uh, currently, as we know, there are 14 injured individuals, and unfortunately, one person did not make it as well. So, uh, <clears throat> prayers and thoughts go out to the family members that were affected by this. And yes. I do hope that, unlike the Ohio River, rather the train derailment, our government actually responds in a timely manner. I do understand FEMA sent over agents this weekend, 17 days, well, not 17 days, I take that back, uh, 15 days, if I'm doing the math correctly. Uh, pri- uh, following the event when it should have been literally straight up day one. But, you know, Biden can fly over to Ukraine and start talking about, uh, you know, spending another $300 million in this proxy war going on between Ukraine and, and Russia. So, nice. What something to say about that, too. Think about it. I, it's just a holiday today, right? It's President's Day, right? You're so, well, quote, right? You're supposed to be celebrating, right? Like all the past presidents and the current presidents of the United States. So our current president decides to fly to Ukraine, right? To go do a handshake. They're smiling. He's showing up in his white truck van over there. But instead, he goes, he, it, it, instead of going to Ohio, he goes to Ukraine. If that doesn't, if, think about it. That's almost like it, show, it shows his face. lack. It shows his lack of commitment to our actual country and the history, because he himself, being our president, is one of those people that is contributing to the history, to con- contributing to American history by being one of our leaders. So on today of all days, why go through? Why go through that when your time should be better spent here? Celebrating your position 
and your predecessors. Well, that that's simple. He just has to make sure that whoever's laundering the money, aka our tax dollars, is doing their job. You know? China's writing a big ass check to him and his son, right? Well, China's China might be getting pissed at them soon because China has dealings over in the Ukraine right now, and Biden's getting involved with that and looking to have companies like BlackRock take over it. Not saying that I'm against, you know, that I'm siding with BlackRock or siding with China. I'm just providing the yeah. facts, right? Which may cause China to cut ties with Ukraine and ally with Russia, and then driving this what is supposed to be initially a proxy war into an actual full-on major physical heated war. world war yeah. but then the well, next, it's a physical war currently but make it worse the next question after that kind of alignment like after all these things start to change right the next real question here is what ukraine because you have to think about the actual substantial change in the actual damage that's going to occur during this what would what was a proxy war that's yeah. the thing so it's going to cause a shit ton more collateral damage it's going to cause a lot more there's going to be a lot more humanitarian issues also. There's going to be a bunch of more prevalent issues that even us, as being one world power, may not have the capacity to deal with. And if you if you look at it, like I talked about this previously, uh, Frank, you know about bricks, right? Or Lorax, you know about bricks? Yeah. Yeah, so the the economic group... That stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa now, right? Oh no! If China, China already, yeah, China already has economic dealings with with Russia. They have economic dealings with Ukraine. If the economic dealings with Ukraine become more costly to maintain them than it is to actually fight for them, they're just going to go to Russia, and they're going to be buddy buddy with Russia. And like I said, we're going to get pushed into like a third world war, which ironically enough, they were trying to blame Trump for. You know, but look at the guy who's doing it. And of course, now because it's not Trump and it's Biden, everyone just like, oh, let's fight and support this war, even though it's what's probably going to push to a third and, and, world war. Uh, BRICS is like representative of like what would have been like the Axis powers back in the day, too. Because you have to think like based on the idea ideals of uh, major um, countries that are within, right, that are within BRICS. They primarily are going to be the ones directing most of what's going to be going on within that um, sort of financial alignment, right? So, yeah. with that being said, I mean, it would be easier for two of the largest, right, within this group of five. Um, it'd be easy for the two of the largest within this five, right, to um, be able to cut ties quickly. Because realistically, if it's an alliance based on finances, right, what do you do? If things start to tank and you have the option, you uh, cut your losses. And that ultimately is what could potentially lead to, like, uh, some kind of economic disaster potentially within the country. Or it could just lead to more, like like I said, like pushed um more forced combat, more um, more humanitarian issues that are going to occur. Because think about it, once the economic system of a country is affected, right, so you have to think about trade and all these other random things, right, that are a necessary part of a country's existence, of, you know, development and all that jazz, right? So, And I'm glad you brought so, that up too. There's going to be so many other major issues in tandem with it 
that it's not just the oh, ones 100. you see on the headlines, not the ones you see on headlines. It's going to be there's going to be so many substantial issues that it's almost it sounds kind of fucked up, but it's it's like um it's kind of like a sink or swim at that point for them. And I'm glad like, you as brought a, as a country. I'm glad as a country it'll be sink or swim for them. And they're going to be on their own, which is going to be the worst part about it. Especially getting hit and on I'm two glad... fronts. Getting hit on two fronts. So, And I'm glad you brought this up, too. Because the writing has been on the wall for a while. If people pay attention on social media, like Twitter, for instance, right? And they look at Biden's Twitter account. I know I try not to. But, you know, I can't help but look at a train wreck from time to time. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you look at his... If, I'm fucking... <laughs> it's not on purpose. <laughs> um, that, that was Tennessee, but all right. <laughs> If, if you look, God damn it! If you look at Biden's Twitter, he's been constantly talking about American manufacturing. Yes, I am for American manufacturing, but when he himself, who was a part of the regime that put American manufacturing into a grave, right, <clears throat> and he's now talking about bringing it back or supporting it. Like I said, the writing's on the wall. They're getting ready to make a move. They've already invested, and they're willing to cut ties with China, who handles a lot of our manufacturing for a lot of goods, like you're talking about, Frank. Like you're talking about sink or swim. Look what happened during the uh, 2020 pandemic, right? We had mask shortages. We had a variety of other shortages. We had a variety of other shortages. Why? Because they were being manufactured predominantly in China. Thank God our the private enterprise that we still have in this country, I can't even say fully private because they are in bed with the government too, but quasi-private enterprise that still exists within this country, you know, amped up. Tito's Vodka, they started making hand sanitizers. Um, <laughs> Tesla, know, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, t- uh, Tito's Vodka, they, they, cut, they cut production, they cut, pr- they cut vodka production to a certain amount and dedicated certain stills and stuff to make uh, hand sanitizer. So... <laughs> Uh, during that time, because we had a shortage of it too. Oh yeah, um, of course. Because during that time, fucking, there were so many basic supplies that were literally just non-existent. Which also kind of led they to were, more fucking illness too. Lack of cleaning supplies, hand sanitizer, things to take care of yourself. Right? All that seemed to fucking exactly. fly out the fucking window, or out Walmart front doors. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Even Dollar General's fucking jealous, and they're in bed with China too. I mean, by now, there are seldom things that are not manufactured in China. I try to work very hard to – and I understand not everyone can do it because it is expensive. I'll admit that. I I only buy like maybe a shirt at a time when when I'm replacing a shirt. Um, But I do try to buy like American-only made clothes and stuff like that. So like the uh, All-American Clothing Company, for instance, fantastic clothing company. I highly recommend them. I use their t-shirts all the time. So it's funny you speak about like American clothing company. Think about all all these uh the whole 2020 summer of summer of love, right? And you have all and you have all the Gen Z and youth talking about how they're anti-cap they, they're anti-capitalist and they don't and they don't like capitalism, <laughs> but will still buy Two to three, four hundred dollar Yeezys, right? The Yeezy shoes. Yeah, which are probably manufactured in China by some child who is missing three or four of their fingers on each hand. So, but isn't that mind you after workplace accidents, which which sweatshops are inherently riddled with OSHA violations? 
<laughs> so with that being said, <laughs> them having three fingers is lucky. Realistically, because there's a lot more other <laughs> yeah, more you're not concerns working in the factories also. Well, that's why that's why outside the Fox building in um China they have suicide nets. Yeah. For, for good for good measure. I don't know. The the whole it's, Yeah. It sucks to say. Well, I mean but like, it's it, sad. But it, it it's just fucking the the sheer fact that it, it has to come to that is also the more disheartening part about the whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have to put these nets up because of how fucking um how much of an actual concern it is. And I can't believe I'm actually gonna say this, but it's it's a it's a minor detail that the remake of Child's Play actually got right. So there's a part in the beginning of the movie where the factory worker who makes like the good guy dolls in China is getting berated by his boss. So what he does is he takes because he's the one who works with the source code because he's just has to in the in the factory. So it gets uploaded. He removes like the safety inhibition thing in the doll and then puts it in the box because he knows it's eventually going to lead to like a problem for the company, a lawsuit, and it's tied towards his assembly line. So what he, what does he do? He kills himself as soon as that happens. And it's it. I was actually remarkably surprised that a Hollywood film put in something that was actually, you know, quasi-realistic. Yeah, well, it, probably, it probably wasn't catered to the China market, like how like how Marvel, um, how Marvel is, especially. You know, as an example, remember when he had to hide uh, Black Panther's face for the marketing of Chadwick Baldwin's face, may rest in peace, had to hide his face to market Black Panther movie in China. Yeah. And you're still wow. kissing their ass? Or what happened Fucking... with uh, Force Awakens? When when oh, Finn had yep, Finn. Finn's po- Finn on the poster, he had a larger prominent role in the American poster. But we get accused of being racist. But they had to capitulate to China, and they turned him into like literally a thumbnail. <laughs> Yo, but that was okay though. But they didn't say anything about that, right? No, you know no, they don't care. No, nobody's saying anything about that, right? Of course not. It was a trained shit, not a to care movie. But when when Finn is mar- you're marketing Finn to be the main character in. The eighth or the eighth movie, right? Seventh, and seventh, seventh movie is yeah, seventh, yeah, seventh and eighth. It's yeah. so forgettable for, that it's bad. For, but... Force, Force Awakens <laughs> was seven, yeah, yeah. There's Force I, I try not to remember them. I know Force Awakens, <laughs> Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker. That's how it goes. But yes, very forgettable no. nonetheless. It should have just. It should, I mean, except for how bad they are. <laughs> that, <that's it. laughs> he's like, he's like, it's so bad. I forgot what order it goes in. but the the thing about the marketing they do and then in america we're being uh people are getting being accused of being called quote racist but yet if when it comes to marketing for marvel disney for their movies of uh black panther in star wars episode seven that's okay though right so we have to hide a black well, actor's face for the marketing on a poster? But That's why? okay, though, right? All right. Give me a break. Yeah, but one one second here, though. Why Why is, like, doing the marketing, right, with Finn on the cover, um, going from... Oh, because one, one, one that was a huge issue, too. Um, maybe it still is. I'm not exactly sure. But when we were talking about whitewashing and shit. So now that a lot of... The newer movies and shows, regardless of what it is, are 
being marketed to suit that diversity that they're trying to express. Why is it Check automatically? Boxes. Why yeah. why is it yeah, why is it going back now? Because the whole whitewashing thing was a huge fucking thing. So after that was based practically addressed with, you know, the changing of social fucking the social climate and everything, right? As in the last like what, 10, 15 years, 20 years, something like that, whatever it was. So I'd say even it goes further back. A lot longer than that. I'd say probably close to like forty thirty to forty years at this point. Yeah, I would say the more whitewashing is more prevalent in the first twenty years though. But but what I was gonna say was no so it go it goes it goes like if they go to make progress, right, and change and add diversity to all these uh to the marketing to the movies and the characters themselves, right? So they go out of their way to do all this. But then all of a sudden there's another issue now. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, to me, that almost doesn't make sense. Like, if they went, they were doing the whole whitewashing thing for a long time. And then they were like, okay, so now we're moving into a different social climate now. So now we have, we're going to express diversity with all these characters and uh, market them appropriately right? Or more outwardly, I guess, right? Would be a good way of putting it. Um, why is that a problem now? So here's the thing. It's it's a bit of a Hydra issue. So when I say that, I don't mean like Hail Hydra. I mean like an actual like the Beast Hydra with multiple heads. So yeah. the issue comes with the fact that there are multiple things going on with it. One, with, when it comes to the whitewashing or the problem with diversity, it's the fact that these companies are taking traditionally insert something character here. It doesn't even have to be whitewashing. It could just be just changing it entirely, right? Uh, for instance, um, making a, quote, black Captain America. Don't make a black Captain America. Make a new character, right? Or support a pre-existing black character that takes the role of Captain America as a leader for the Avengers. I can tell you right now, you support it, comic, and you don't put in any sort of activism into it or any sort of bullshit ideology, you will sell comic books, okay? Fans don't care if the character is black or white. What they do is they care if you have a goddamn good fucking story, and if it's a comic book, they want some fucking good art too. Right, and they also want, like, some people are really super in-depth that the art is very important, obviously. The story is obviously mm-hmm. very the, one of the most important things, right? Um it's also that's also thing too like they want they want to be able to people who read these things right and enjoy them it's not just for the character they believe in what the character believes in too you know what i mean like that kind of thing like some people are like you know they like spider-man for instance great right great power comes great responsibility that is an ideal right that trans that transcends whether you're black or white right and watching falcon and asian or whatever did you, John? Do you remember watching, uh, watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? That was uh, that was. I I didn't really watch. Uh, honestly, I but just what saw I'm, but what I'm saying is how I, it, how I it didn't relates, see it. So that's the answer. How it relates to what I'm saying is is after at the end of Endgame, right when uh, Steve Rogers gives up his shield and gives it to, um. Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, it gives it to Falcon. I was trying to remember like the actual yeah. character's name, like not just his hero alias. But um yeah, gives the shield to Falcon, right? Then it goes through when he's with the Winter Soldier, he's with Bucky Barnes, right? And he's um they're dealing with the power broker 
that's part of the whole that's the whole basically the plot and baron zemo too baron zemo and the power broker are two of the most prevalent sam wilson uh, sam wilson yep the power yes. like i said the power broker and baron zemo who's supposed to be the leader of the thunderbolts right that's that was kind of like a huge yes. comic thing. um basically what happens is sam wilson runs into one of the first super soldiers and he originally basically was captain america at that time because the reason why he wasn't as widely marketed right was because during that time period um obviously they didn't treat black people very well that kind of thing so they basically souped him up sent him to war and things like that that's literally what they did so after towards the end right sam wilson trains and starts using the shield and he becomes captain america he becomes the next leader of the avengers he gets a whole fucking which i think is actually kind of cool he gets a whole red and white red white and blue suit well that goes along with the shield as well that basically you know he's like i represent even though c rogers is gone i represent the cause that kind of thing see and i i have no again i have no problem with representing the cause right and, and just, that's the thing too bla- so from, people are reading comics and doing from all the, stuff too. they're not just behind the story and they, they well, oh, let, me, let me finish let me, let, let, let me finish they this. also have a cause right? too they just pallet swap. That's the problem with these companies, okay? They think that by check doing a checkbox, they say, okay, let's now make Captain America black or let's make Peter Parker black or let me get off the black thing. Uh, let's make this person insert this person who is tra- this character who is traditionally not of another ethnicity into another ethnicity because we are looking to do a checkbox. That's what it boils down to. If there is any sort of genuine care they would not have made Sam Wilson Captain America. They would have made Sam Wilson maybe have a costume change, red, white, and blue, like they did in the show, right, as what they were advertising, and call him the Falcon. And the Falcon is now the leader of the Avengers, and he even uses Captain America's shield as like an homage to Captain America. Right. And even even with that being said, Bucky Barnes was one of the people who was supposed to take up the mantle too. He was he was supposed to be oh, uh, Bucky Barnes. Yeah, U.S. agent. Which again, oh, Bucky Barnes, U.S. agent. Still, no. I think Bucky Barnes is Bucky Barnes or the Winter Soldier, and then U.S. agent is U.S. agent. You know. Yeah, they're two separate so characters. It, it applies. I, but yeah. yeah, no. But I'm saying I don't agree with like. Again, this might not be this might be a hot take, but I don't like when say if someone else becomes Batman. Doesn't have to be a thing about race. Like when Dick Grayson became Batman, I was still against it. Not because I didn't think Dick oh, Grayson right. would make a bad bat would a good Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman. If he dies, the cowl goes with him, and you can pick up the mantle of his crusade, but let the man's like costume and character just stay dead. Right. Cause carrying it on is would would be like being a person in the shoes like Dick Grayson, right? Taking up that mantle, right? Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there's always a possibility that down the line, he will misrepresent, potentially, he can misrepresent or 
Frank, don't keep tapping your fingers on the board. Sorry. Uh, disrespect the mantle or hurt the cause that he's been, then the crusade he's been carrying on. So it's best for a character like that with his mantle to go with him for that reason. Because then things will change and it'll change everybody's concept of the Batman. Right. Because it's like a game of telephone. Right. It's like when you play the game of telephone, you say something and, you know, if you're playing with a lot of people in telephone, chances are you may not be hearing the same thing you heard. So apply that philosophy and that concept to the crusade of Batman in this regard, right? It's going to get lost. It's going to get muddied between each person because each person is going to subjectively view the other person's quote, crusade as something else as opposed to what Bruce really cared about, you know? I want and... to get back on up, uh, upon the thing of the uh, uh, Frank, what Mike was saying. This Actually, we well, we talk about this a lot, Mike, in our own conversations. And we've mentioned this for in past Neon Knights episode was – it's not the issue of having an insert race or palette color skin swap of a character. It's like you said. If Captain America's done, he's done as Captain America. Make Falcon, who is, is, is Sam Wilson, who is black, be the leader of the Avengers, and you can have a second command, uh, Bucky Barnes. So the show should be called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And either one of them can have, like you said, an homage to his... Uh, to his shield. You don't need to add Captain America to the whole title. You could just say, right. hey, I'm using his shield as an homage to him. This is my honor to him. And you don't carry on the... You in, you carry on the person's name to yourself, but you're more or less carrying on the person's what their ideology and responsibility is. But you're also making your, your forthcoming your identity. Your, your identity. Instead of trying to be somebody else because we don't we don't have a black Spider-Man. We don't have a, a Chinese, uh, a China Asian Batman, right? We right. we haven't said that. How many? You know what hasn't come up? This is another hot take. Could you imagine instead of having just uh, Black Panther die in the second movie, uh, um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Imagine mm-hmm. they just put a white cat, and they obviously wouldn't, right? They're not going to. But imagine though, right? If they put a white actor to play, um, to play um Black Panther, it, it there would be a stir up. It would be it it would cause a whole lot of problems. But It'd be a mess. That a you turn mess. a white character to a black actor to play a white character in a movie, TV show, book, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that's okay. No, it's it's it's, it's not like... okay. Stick to the source material. It's I don't not. Care it's if like they're all white or, or black or all. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tropic Thunder is a meme on its own, but yeah. <laughs> Tropic yeah. Thunder is great because it's satire and it highlights the ridiculousness of Hollywood. When you have like you know Robert Downey Jr.'s characters, I'm a dude playing another dude playing another dude. Yeah, we're laughing at it because of the meme ability, you know, the memeness of it or meme ability. On make up a word, whichever you want, you want. But it's there's truth behind it, and that's what makes it so funny in a somewhat of a dark, also kind of uh, melancholic way. You know that the next thing too, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of things that come that way though too, like that have that melancholy feel right to it, whether they're beams mm-hmm. or jokes or whatever. It's the 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 most important part, which I think people tend to neglect, 
is the fact that there is a seed of truth in it. And that's yes. Only, and that's that's what makes it funny. For the I feel for like not obviously not everybody, but for the large majority not large majority, maybe just not, you know, maybe just a few people. But either way, they overlook that seed of truth and they either misunderstand or if they tend to talk about it they misrepresent that seed and it could potentially become some, become something worse you know what i mean mm-hmm. that kind of thing because the and most it, important part is and, the seed of truth with it well that's what makes it resonate the loudest you know right. with the audience uh, the more truthful it is the more likelihood that it's going to be pulled away from the abstract and become something actually tangible you know, and felt and experienced potentially or observed by the people in the audience, depending whether it's like a comedy show that you're trying to tell a joke or if it's a film, you know, and the audience is watching on the big screen or on the couch at home nowadays with streaming services or DVDs, whatever, or Blu-rays actually technically, you know. Uh, but to go back to what you were talking about with whitewashing too, how come no one was upset when they whitewashed the ancient one? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they whitewashed the shit out of the ancient one. I, I and I don't want to say no one. I don't want to say no one. I know I've talked with JB about this. I've talked with you for no. I, actually, this is the first time, Frank. Um, yeah, Vishon. I've talked I've talked with Vishon about this, and we all agree. Yeah, we were because we're all comic book fans, right? And I like Doc. He was actually one of my favorite Marvel characters back in the day, right? And when they made and nothing against Tilda Swinton, good actress, right? I think but they whitewashed they whitewashed the shit out of the ancient one. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Okay, the ancient one's supposed to be a fucking Tibetan monk, not a Celtic monk, okay? And I know the reason why Disney did it, too, is because China's fucking holding the purse, and China doesn't exactly like Tibet. People, do your own research, look at it. They have, because they are the bank. That's why they'll they'll bend, they'll bend the knee. That's how they got away with the whitewashing of the monk. The same thing for advertisement, as we recalled earlier. Well, because it also, it also, it's uh, like, Black Panther. And like the Star Wars of the margin, how much they make, too. Especially Sorry, if they repeat like... that. Oh me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't hear what you were saying. Oh, um, it's basically like with that too, like uh, not representing the ancient one as the Tibetan monk, like the original mm-hmm. source, right? The thing is, with yeah. it involving China, even though they don't like Tibet, right? The whole thing is with that is that when it comes to the global market and how much they talk about, they're like, oh, it made this much in the box office all over the world, right? That innately will get affected by it, especially if you're in one of the countries with one of the largest populations, too. Yes. So especially if China chooses to, like, ban it over, like, maybe, like not maybe not a misrepresentation or whatever, or just maybe just the representation of the Tibetan monk as the ancient one. You know what I mean? So if they feel some kind of way, that could limit the overall box office growth or the potential. Oh, no, 100. And that's why they recasted it. That's why they whitewashed it with Tilda Swinton. They China does not like Tibet. So China does not recognize Tibet as having its own sovereignty. So what does Marvel do? Because China is the one, fun, you know, with the purse. Right. Yeah, we'll whitewash it. No problem. Does anyone bat an eye to it except for the hardcore comic book fans? No. no, the normies no. that go to these films watch it because they don't know any better and they don't pay attention to what's actually going on behind the scenes. The budgets that they report on like their Wikipedia pages are nowhere near their actual budgets that they spend because they don't accom- uh, account or accommodate 
for reshoots, for instance, or they don't account for the marketing budgets, which are almost equal, if not on par, with the actual production budget of these films as well. Yeah, that actually makes wow, a lot of sense. It's 100% right. So the actual budget used to and actual the yeah. whatever growth that they do come from it. So it's really just not even remotely close if you actually fucking consider both of those things being a very prevalent part of production as a whole mm-hmm. that it's realistically there's a, a, there's going to be a huge discrepancy with the actual numbers like of actual how much is growth like quote unquote gross growth from the release of the movie and how much whoever whichever yeah. company and blah 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 whoever, whatever they're making right they're not they're misrepresenting that as a means of like, I feel like if something goes great in the box office, right? What happens? More people go see it. Well, well so normally, you, yes. But, right. So if you live we, we also have to, then we have to also, we also have to pay attention. We have to pay attention to the price of movie tickets too. So if a move, the average movie ticket has gone up. I wish I had the numbers on with me right now. I want to say the average movie ticket as of 2023 I think 2022, it was anywhere from 13 to like 15 bucks per ticket, the average. Back when, say, the original Black Panther came out, right, the price of a ticket was significantly less. The average price, I should say. Of course, there's always the deluxe prices, which are outliers, right? They were in the single digits, if I remember remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, The average prices were back in the single digits. So if a movie made $30 million, we'll say $30 million as a, a, we won't say any movie, just movie, hypothetical movie. Arbitrary number, yeah. Made yeah, $30 million while price tickets were only $9. And then a decade later, a sequel comes out and it makes $30 million, but price tickets are $15. Yeah, they both made $30 million, but less people saw the film. Less people see it, less people are going to be talking about it, less people talk about it, the less it will remain a, a part of the cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. That makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. Just because, especially with the way like prices of everything's gone up too. So, like if you yeah. you well, know it'll 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 just compensate yeah. itself just for the sake of the time difference. Too. And like I, I I I really enjoy this conversation we're having, but I think we're kind of pulling a Biden administration, and we're actually kind of derailing from talking about what really matters. And I think it's really the Ohio stuff that's going on. So, if you gentlemen don't mind, do you mind if we go back to that? I don't want to pull a, a federal government yeah. thing and just ignore the people who actually really we'll deserve a spotlight, the, uh... not these Hollywood billionaires, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, the Marvel debacle for later. Yeah. So uh, I pulled up this article from CNN today uh, and lo and behold, color me un- unsurprised. Some residents of East Palestine, Ohio, say they have developed rashes, sore throats, nausea and headaches after returning to their homes this week. And this article was posted uh, the 17th, three days ago. So literally two weeks after the event of this train derailment, they were told everything is fine. Oh, we're okay. Even though the house is burning around all around them. Ah, you're okay. No problem. The air is safe. Reminds me of 9-11, New York and 9-11, when the same EPA was like, oh, yeah, the air is perfectly fine to breathe. And then you have people going out there developing fucking lung problems. And now, what's happening right now with this derailment with the toxic uh, chemicals for the train? Yeah. Public health is a huge issue, it's... but not just public health. There's um, 
with the way the spill occurred and how everything went, right? The it's all the debris, right, and all the shrapnel and everything that came from the crash, right, and anything affected by those correct um, chemicals, right, that went into the rivers and lakes and all that jazz. Yeah, phosphorus, hydrogen chloride, just to name two. A couple of things. Chloride. Yeah, there's a there's a, a, I have a list of eight or nine or ten, twelve different chemicals that went into by all means if you want to list them. For it. Huh? List them. List, list them. them. So yeah. Vinyl chloride is a big one, but the, mm-hmm. okay, so I have, there's maybe, I, I apologize, maybe like six-ish or seven, but the thing is, is it wasn't I, just the chemicals themselves. <laughs> it wasn't just the chemicals themselves. Each, they're, they, each, uh, they have a line number, right? So the line number I think is, and they have a car ID too. So for each of mm-hmm. the cars that went down, right, the ones that were carrying these chemicals, um, four of them were carrying vinyl chloride. Um, which their capacity was supposed to be around 25,000, 25,800. I have a number four. That's what it says. Um, so you have you text and all, uh, two ethyl acrylate, isobutylene, butyl acrylate, another vinyl chloride one and two benzene cars. Right. And they're all, um, Mm -hmm. All the vinyl chlorides the same in in uh, volume. Uh, a couple of the other ones are uh, about the same, but they're obviously different chemicals. They also have a hazard class too, which is what really makes the difference here when it comes to actual environmental damage. So vinyl right. chloride is not only obviously you can't; it's not good for your health. Obviously, none of this is. But the no, so worst part about plastics it is and that stuff. as it escapes into the air, right? anything around the wreckages right it's uh class 2.1 so it's a flammable gas so the thing is is any um any uh sparks or anything obviously that occurs around uh when they're fixing or getting rid of the uh, wreckages right can potentially cause more damage because of the potential for uh, combustion and actually most of these all of these are combustible co- combustible liquids they're either combustible liquids or they're in gas form they're combustible or flammable so one's dependent on a spark one depends on actual flame contact basically like that kind of thing but either way there's over there's about 30 ish gallons a piece on each of these cars of all these crazy chemicals the, there's this little part here where where foxes there's this little part here where like foxes are dying and like random like you know like a um wild wildlife wildlife yes wildlife essentially wildlife just... amphibians uh mammals right. it stuff like that it's estimated thirty five hundred small fish but that's only just a part of it if you're thinking thirty five hundred fish man. There's a much, there has to be some substantial damage that's not being uh, talked about here or hasn't even been um, discovered yet after. If you want to break it down to minute details, right, you could even say that doesn't even count for the, for the female fish that are, that are potentially pregnant to produce <laughs> more fish. 
No, I'm serious. And that also then affects no, no. the fish no, supply. Right. Right. And it's just this, that, you know, cycle of life. The whole cycle of life is affected just by the loss of that 3,500 small fish. You got to think about how many other creatures yeah. eat small fish. Just just as a small it, example compared to everything. It comes else. full circle. Exactly. It's, it's going to happen a lot. They said it was around 15,000 pounds of... Con- 15,000 pounds can, was contaminated the soil. 15,000 pounds of contaminated soil, according to the Fox News article. And 1.1 million, million gallons of contaminated water have been excavated from the site of the trail derailment. That was just on February 3rd. That doesn't even include... That was about 17 days ago. That doesn't even include what just happened today over in Bedford with the explosion. That could obviously, that is going to obviously have more potential hazardous to the, to the air, to the, to the air, to the area in, to the air area in Ohio. Right. And also just to kind of go back, like talk about the derailment really quick. There's this one little part. The emergency response teams triggered a burn-off of all these chemicals, a controlled burn-off yes. to, ensure that, um, to ensure that there was no, right, no potential for explosion. So no dispersing trap, yes. no, no, none of this, um, nothing that could potentially cause more harm to the environment or anybody or even to the responders themselves. Um, but that controlled burn, right, the controlled burn off still has, um, there's plenty of risk, environmental risk and environmental hazards and hazards to those who are responding to that event as well. Which, like I said, they're doing their best to take care of, do what they got to do amidst all this chaos already. But it does not mean that they are um even taking care of it there's still going to be some problems regardless it'll be just less problems in the long run hopefully and that's what it boils down well, to yeah because what the the like you said it was supposed to mitigate this explosion which it did right as, as far as we know right um and as as what has been reported it mitigated uh, uh the possibility for an explosion which would have sent shrapnel all over the place right at least miles. But now miles. we have to – yes, miles, um, covering the whole town. So to, I wonder I'm, – I'm, I'm baffled, and I'm also curious as to what is – what are the ramifications of that being in our air now? Because, like, we are in New York, right? Spoilers, people. We're in New York. Yeah. But I don't have confidence that that won't be taken somewhere, and – affect this area as well. I imagine eventually, well, you know. unless it's fully, fully taken care of, but even then, it's there's only so much uh, potential like purification or anything that you could do to the air itself. You know what I mean? There's only so much that can yeah. be done, especially when shit flies to the four winds. You know, like if my roommate you know, farts down the hallway and there's a huge gust when my other roommate opens the door at the end of the hallway. I'm going to feel the ramifications of that. <laughs> so. Smell my wrath. 
it's like damnation or wrath of god i don't know that's one of them <laughs> no it's uh it's toxic deluge that's fair enough I'll give that, you that's that. literally what it was somebody cast a toxic deluge over in ohio yeah pretty much and it's it's sad because now we now have or not we but the people of ohio have this issue that's going on with the that metal plant now What's going to be the ramifications for that, especially when we're going back to what we were talking about previously about manufacturing? What happens if this issue with Ukraine happens a lot quicker and China just goes, no more uh, manufacturing going to the U.S.? And we don't have a manufacturing infrastructure, a a strong one at least, to make up for all the products that they are currently producing because our politicians decided to sign deals and pass bills – and loopholes in laws that allowed them to go overseas for a cheaper price at the cost of lives, essentially. Oh, God. I, here's a, I think here's a, another thing of people, people don't uh, actually see that that's going to have long-term ramifications, right? So I'm looking on the map, the Ohio River, right? It doesn't, it's not, the Ohio River just doesn't, belong to for the people out there it doesn't belong to the state of ohio right the ohio the ohio river stems and it runs through uh pennsylvania west virginia ohio obviously mm-hmm. uh indiana kentucky illinois missouri parts of new york uh yep if you go the water, if you go the, past if you go the waterbed the, the waterbed yeah yeah the waterbed um if you get really close, it depends how close you are. Kentucky, maybe uh, Indianapolis, depends how close, right? The Ohio River Bas- uh, Basin, or Basin, mm-hmm. how you want to pronounce it. So all those chemicals that leaked into the river that killed all the fish, any other amphibian life, right? People don't realize the small, minute details. You killed the small amphibian life, which can be, quote, um frogs, right, toads. These are amphibian creatures also that eat mosquitoes and insects. Guess what happens? Granted, obviously, this they probably killed them too, but <laughs> if, the, Nile, if the frogs you know? are gone, guess what happens? A rampant of mosquitoes. So you might not know. You can have, like, yeah, you could literally have a rampant of West Nile virus in the summer just because now there's not enough frog population. Like, there's a lot of smaller details people don't see that this is causing. Yes, the major details, the the spillage into the rivers, the black mushroom cloud in the air, right? Now we just had another explosion in Bedford. That's, so that's going to have more deadly ramifications in the air above Ohio and the other uh, surrounding states around it, right? There's so much more ramifications and details going on. And now they're saying, oh, we're doing everything we can. The government, I'm going to call that bullshit. So the amount of money sent to Ukraine, there's no way you tell me you can't send, you couldn't send that money over and to not only help Ohio, $1,000 checks, that fuck that, that doesn't work. You, you need to help to rebuild the, clean up the destruction from Ohio, make sure there's no hazard materials and start rebuilding. So to go back to what you're saying, I'm doing a little quick research. Mosquitoes are very resilient. So... From what I understand, they they actually can survive winter months by, you know, literally being frozen. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, right, if they do survive from these harsh chemicals, right, like you said, the frog population is down. 
These mosquitoes are going to be buzzing around. Mosquitoes carry disease. They actually kill more humans than humans do when it comes to disease, at least. Yeah. Like, you know, West Nile, dengue fever, depending on where you is, malaria. It, yeah. You take your pick. My cousin in um, Paraguay, he just got he got bit by, I think it was a mosquito. I have to ask my mom. And he had to suffer through one of the various mosquito-borne viruses. So now he's getting better. But it's no joke. And people don't pay attention to this stuff. You know, where are the environmental activists for what's going on in Ohio? Yeah. They're just a bunch of fucking grifters. That's all they are. We're all the activists. There's the kind of people that fucking pick and choose, too. It's one of those fucking things. Like, they're either so enveloped yeah. in every fucking thing else, or they're, or they're literally just focusing on the wrong thing here. There's definitely yeah, Greta's more probably too busy fucking you. selling her book. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I'm just, you can't pick and choose. How come... It's okay. How come if for all those uh, vegans out there, oh, we can't eat cows, we can't eat chickens, we can't eat other stuff. But in Ohio, we have 1, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, 36, 40, 43 different species of between toads and salamanders. That's crazy. Just in Ohio. That so is crazy. Their lives I count know that. Either. That is not. I'm That's, looking up the amphibians yeah. of Ohio. So that doesn't count either. Why? Because it doesn't look cute. There's some people that think frogs are cute. Okay. Well, that's like that old Yellowstone um, scene with uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Cosner. Oh, yes. You know? That famous scene. How, how cute does it have to be before you decide it, yeah, uh, you don't want to eat it? I was it, literally you know? just thinking that, too. Because yeah. he was talking some, about some, how you know, um, when they talk about this stuff, right? They're the ones that are eating the grass that feeds them. <laughs> you know, it's basically kind of like talking about uh, thing about the whole thing. The all, just because it so ain't that you. scene is is uh, funny, right? So the scene was talking about how they tran they grow the avocados, right? But to order to grow the avocados, they have to use kind of think I could be wrong that they the special almost this kind of parasite thing so that the avocados can grow. Right, but then you're talking about climate change and activism. Then you're gonna put the avocados on a plane, fly them over to California or any other state, right? A- a- pretty much any any of the fifty states, right? Gas. Now we're using gasoline, fossil fuels to fly your avocados to your vegan cafes. Is yeah, that well, is that not is that also not a, a climate change? Maybe you should do get on a fucking horseback drawn carriage. So and also get your ass to California, New York. I was gonna say, man, well, gas uh, gas was real expensive when I was out in Cali, man. Like I'd been better off buying carrots and shit, you know, getting a horse. <laughs> 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 That's good as fuck, my guy. <laughs> you know, I speak the okay. trees, but I so, also speak but... to horses. So <laughs> such a naysayers. Um, so so. To, to, to get back to the avocado thing, and I'm glad you brought this up, these hippies don't realize, these vegans don't realize how devastating avocados are to the environment. They are very thirsty plants. Most times, California has to literally import water, which costs millions of dollars, via, paid via government subsidies, of course, which come from taxpayer dollars, to make sure these avocado farms in California stay afloat, okay? It has also led to massive deforestation and a complete destruction of biodiversity. 
right? Because they're very aggressive plants too. Like how yes. they grow, right? They can grow and spread and they also soak up enough nutrients too in the ground that um the soil has to be replaced actually regularly right exactly because the same like with the uh talking about like uh growing stuff right talking about um Mm -hmm. george washington carver for example he was the one that came up with the idea (laughs) of using peanuts to restore nitrous uh i have to offer content I have to offer contention that he wasn't the one who came up with that. The Europeans, Europeans were doing that for years. It's basically rotate. It's rotating crops essentially. Right. So when you rotate the crops, you have to, um, part of the, the whole thing was, I guess, just kind of like based off my own memory, I should probably look that up again. But basically what it was is that crop rotation, right? One section of it, let's say it's a big old square, right? One section of it was supposed mm-hmm. to be used with like peanuts and stuff because it restores uh certain nutrients the, the ground that, the are, that are yeah right that are necessary for growth so when you start to rotate that's when so the next set so everything will be on fresh then you have your one square of the peanuts and right whatever and then when you rotate it exactly. restores it for the next for the next rotation mm. which is right you know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing. And even I don't even those kinds of things based on how avocados do grow won't be effective no, enough. No, they don't. To even help that. They, like they I'm don't. just saying like as like well, an archaic example, but you know, it's that some things just may not be enough, especially with how aggressive they can be. So Oh, would you guys like another food for thought? Uh oh. These are all the facts people don't realize and see. In Ohio these, mm-hmm. I just named you the amphibians. In Ohio, mammals, there are 54 species of different mammals in just in Ohio. Granted, you have, you'll have the same of them. You'll have the common ones. Um, black bears in other states, bobcats, right? Mm-hmm. Coyotes, uh, chipmunks. But these are just the animals that also, also just besides, um, what is it? The eastern smallfoot bat, right? Or the eastern mole. Other types of bats. These are anim- mammals that reside also in Ohio and other states. And Do their lives if, not matter? Are they not cute? And if I may add, this is just me putting in, you know, my own understanding. Bats eat insects, right? Mm-hmm. So that also contributes to the whole getting rid of mosquitoes, like you were saying, or other harmful uh, insects that can hurt crops, whatever they decide to grow in Ohio. And not just crops, mm-hmm. man. If the- Ticks. Ticks hurt people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. no, you're not wrong. Very much, yeah, very true. Cause, and um, if those bats, Lyme disease, Lyme disease, and Lyme they're disease. lone star yes. ticks too, which are also worse. They usually grow. I think. I think What's... they like. They're usually more south. Lone star ticks are too. Like they uh, look very similar to regular ticks, mm-hmm. but they have a couple red spots on them. But the thing is, is it's really hard okay. to tell, and they're also hard as fuck to kill. So. So they're extremely durable, oh, kind of in that own right too. Yeah, because I try. I was literally. Mm-hmm. I took a shower with one. That motherfucker lived. Oh shit! I was about to throw. <laughs> I, I was in Georgia at the time. I was in Georgia for my job, and I was working down there. And I came out of the woods, and I was like, "Oh, well, blah blah." So got back to my hotel, started to went to go take a shower. Next thing I know, I like you know cleaning my arms, so like I swipe my arm, you know. And then next thing I know, uh, I see this motherfucker swimming. And I'm like, bro, the fuck are you doing? Like, get out of my, get out of my house, you know? 
So it turns out I, I was in the shower and I tried to uh, squish that motherfucker or drown him or do something. Hell no. They, they, that motherfucker was not going anywhere. So and, It was like Fallout and, 76. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the thing is with that, too, they also, Lone Star Chicks also, they can also give you Lyme disease, I think, but they can also give you an allergic allergy. You can develop an allergy to red meat. Oh, yes, that is true. I just, I remember that now. I remember that was an article in, um, uh, it was probably back when I was working at one of my old jobs. I remember it popped up on my newsfeed where uh, because of the Lone Star Ticks, they, they're showing that it can be communicable between deer meat in deer meat. So they're like alerting hunters to be careful when it came to processing the, the, the meat from their hunts. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would definitely, if it's definitely yeah. communicable and, uh, definitely communicable then that could potentially definitely be an issue because yeah that actually was actually very interesting because i did not know that part about it so it's basically yeah i remember transferring you know uh that disease like i don't i don't know what it's actually called offhand but um basically transferring that symptom right to the deer and then to us like Lyme disease, like what other ticks give us, or maybe they give it to us too, but, um, it's not communicable like that. So it's referred to as alpha gale syndrome or AGS. Okay. It's a red meat allergy. I remember uh, I had a conversation about this a while ago with a buddy of mine too, and I could not remember for the life of me what it was offhand. Yeah. Alpha, alpha gal syndrome. So, but that's what I'm saying, like Lone Star Ticks too. They're very common insects kind of in wooded areas and such. You know, deer ticks, Lone Star Ticks, Lone Star Ticks are definitely something to be concerned about. And they're also hard to distinguish too, especially if you don't know the difference or if you've never seen a tick before. Yeah. So from what I pulled up, it looks like a, a like a big red tick, like your average tick, but it has like that, it has like a white thing dot almost, maybe like a star, hence the Lone Star thing on the top of it. Yep. So that seems to be the discernible uh, feature for it. And here's the thing. This isn't even the first time these types of incidents have happened, particularly in Ohio. Ohio seems to have a long history of of having these types of chemical or, you know, issues going on. Back in 1999, as it was reported by the Associated Press, there was a plutonium contamination in Ohio. And JB, I was telling uh, telling you about this last night where workers at an Ohio yep. uranium plant handled a type of plutonium laced with uranium that was more dangerous than the government had acknowledged. Unbelievable. Uh, yes. I'm having like all 76 flashbacks right now. Yo. to go all very well right now. Yeah. I think it's going to make it there, This resulted... Man. And the only th- and the only insects that'll live, and the ones that'll mutate are ticks and ticks cockro- and mosquitoes <laughs> and cockroaches and mosquitoes. Yeah. And, oh yeah, and mosquitoes. That's why it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to hear some like funny satire? Horrifying, oh dude. shit! Right. I just found out that what exists in Ohio, right? This is thing called the mass hunter. Besides black widows, this thing called the pseudo scorpion, the mass hunter. I'm not that upset now. I'm just not. <laughs> like, I'm just not. <laughs> like, 
Maybe they got you it said, week you two. You said it's what? A pseudo scorpion? Is that what you said to me? You said it was a yeah, pseudo scorpion. Like what is it? Scorpion. A scorpion or a spider? The miniature scorpion is called a pseudo scorpion. And there's a fishing spider, a stag beetle. You know, I'm not actually that upset anymore. Well, stag beetles aren't <laughs> harmful. I don't know, stag beetles kidding. aren't. <laughs> yeah. They're not bad. They're big yes. and obnoxious yeah. looking, I guess, but. They're they not got black yeah. widows in Ohio. So, oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, as long as you don't have, I was say, as long as you don't, I was like, I was as like, long as you're not in between black widows and that fucking pseudo spider, reminds me of my ex-wife. A fucking ton. <laughs> so pseudo, pseudo scorpions, also known as false scorpions or book scorpions, are small scorpion-like arachnids belonging to the pseudo scorpionis, also known as pseudo scorpionida, or some other name with a C. Uh, Pseudoscorpions are generally beneficial to humans since they prey on clothes moth larvae, carpet beetle uh, larvae, book lice, ants, mites, and small flies. So actually, they're beneficial to the environment. All right, well, I'll but make a deal with them. Horrifying. That's fine. <laughs> but they don't have stingers. Any less horrifying, my guy. Yeah, no, they don't have stingers. They look. Yeah. Okay, I can make a deal with them, but the black widows. I only want to have a black widow, you know, but Scar- not that. Scarjo? Scarjo? Yeah. That's it. Not, you know, the satire for, you know, you know, which, you know, they, they unfortunately, we got to, you got to, you know, insect community, they matter too. Their lives matter too. So, uh, so you're not wrong in one way or another. Since we're talking about. So in one way or another. Oh, sorry. Go on. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Let me. Let me. I'll. 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 I'll, I'll just say my quick piece. In uh, one way or another, they either act as pollinators or they wind up acting as food for like animals like bats. Who, from what I remember, their guano is very nutritious for the soil and is. very high in you know restoring. Like we're talking about restoring the nutrients that growing crops tend to take away. There's definitely a fact for sure. So restores like. Uh... What is it? Certain chemical compounds Nitro- that are necessary. Nitrogen. Nitrogen. That's what it was. Brain. Yeah. Yep. It restores nitrogen, a lot of it, into the fucking ground. It's great for growing anything, really. But it's also insanely expensive since they have small butts and not a lot of shit. Yeah. 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 But definitely usable as an option. And I hate to bring this up right now. Apparently, right now, currently in our home state of New York, in the Bronx, there is a uh, a fire breaking out. A very bad one. Uh, multiple people are trapped in a high-rise apartment with potential fatalities. That is sad and unfortunate. And this is kind of the thing that we tell people. You should really, if you can, really move out of inner cities. Like big, large inner cities. Seriously. If you if you know and see what's actually going on in the world, you will move out of the big, large cities. Especially states like New York and California. Well, here's the thing. Cities were... Um, marketed as an environmental scam they were marketed as a way that you can live in like these tall buildings that went vertical as opposed to spreading out like horizontally like other like you know villages and towns so that you'd leave you would be less mess and less impactful as we have proven throughout history right that is not the case especially with major metropolitan areas right look at the, the the amount of environmental damage like sewage does from all the humans taking a shit simultaneously and piss by itself at the same Doesn't time work. and just flushing at the, same the time. toilet. Yeah. That's affecting the pipes. You think those pipes are going to not burst eventually? Please. 
So Just cities say, are a big environmental scam. You have to think about how much, how much water, too, it's actually using, especially non-toilets um, that are not, like, more modern ones, right? They're less mm-hmm. conscious of the water consumption that's used per flush, too. So and they have, add... there's, like, this one, like, you know, my buddy's house fucking has, like, two switches for it. It has one drop, and then one has two drops. The two is for shit. And then one is for piss. But most places may or may not have that. So having that yes. separation is kind of nice because it limits the water consumption when you're using it, um, when you're actively using it. So, But under normal circumstances, I feel, that's not so common in certain places. Maybe not in inner cities kind of thing, you know, whatever. Or maybe certain high rises, sure, it might be, whatever. But the whole thing is, is, is that the consumption of water that's used per flush per person per day is remarkable really <laughs> it's remarkable remember really the old water remember the old used. idiom remember the old idiom if it's yellow let it mellow if it's brown flush it down oh yeah you know Classic. what if it's green it it comes from somewhere <laughs> yeah it comes from somewhere yeah what if it's green then avoid taco bell <laughs> if it's green <laughs> yeah. avoid taco one bell, too many baja blasts yeah, yeah. Always talk about. If you yeah, have the spicy juice, I won't say that joke though. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Baja, Bla- Baja Blast. The the spicy Baja Blast, right? Spicy. Spicy. Oh, here's an here's an interesting take because I know we're already past an hour into this. Well, guys, we got another few more minutes and then we'll guys call it a night. No. So the incident that's happening in Ohio, especially the one you mentioned, like that happened in 1999. Nine. Yes. Right? So Netflix made a movie about Ohio. Oh, and it came yeah. out in August of last year. Not so not even a year. Called White Noise. It's on you can watch it on Netflix. By uh by for the uh, audience out there, actors by Adam Driver, Greta Gertwig, and Don um Cheeto. Don Cheeto. I can't pronounce his name. But he plays, uh, you'll know him as uh, War Machine in um, Iron Man uh, movies, right? So White Noise is uh, is a movie on Netflix, and it's set in the 1980s about a story of a, a it follows a story from a family who who was trying to live in Ohio after air contamination accident near their house. That movie just came out August, so. Only about five months ago, probably six months, close to now. It's it's life imitating <laughs> art, which is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's called anti mimesis. Mimesis, I think, is art life imitating art. No, I'm trying to remember. Art imitating life is mimesis. Art life imitating art is anti mimesis. Yeah, there we go. Um, for yes, it is. For yeah. for purposes' sake, white noise is also based on a novel. It's, it's it's adapted from a novel in they came out in 1985 by Don Delio. He published a book called White Noise, and it won and it won U.S. National Book Award for Fiction. Yeah, I'm seeing that right now. Wow, <laughs> it shouldn't came fall out under, 19, it shouldn't fall book, under fiction now at this point. Well, the book was entirely too thing, coincidental. Was in 1985. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, like now it's. Now it should be put in nonfiction. 
because <laughs> it represents an actual well, yeah. historical, uh, actual historical event that's occurring at the moment. Well, 19, 1984 shouldn't be considered an instruction manual either, but you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, you know, like I mentioned earlier with the whole Scrooge McDuck thing, right? With Disney reportedly banning uh, two of Don Rosa's Uncle Scrooge stories. Um, for You can imagine what reason uh, Daddy Sins and Lorex, for what exact <laughs> reasons they're doing it. Yeah. Yep, yep. And they, basically he received an email that two of his stories, his classic stories, will never be reprinted or published as part of a collection ever again. The two stories are The Richest Duck in the World and The Dream of a Lifetime. And here is the uh, the report that, I think via Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, that Disney gave out for it. As part of its ongoing commitment to diversity and inclusion, the Walt Disney Company is in the process of reviewing their library of stories – as a result of this, some stories that do not align with their values will no longer be published. I guess uh, ESG is getting into them, but I'm not surprised. ESG is the, uh, the currency of the corporate life. This applies to two of your classic stories, The Richest Duck in the World and The Dream of a Lifetime. These stories will not be a part of any reprints or new collections. Now, I don't know what these stories are. I have to actually read them. I'm going to actually, actually – oh, wait. No, hold on. You know what we should Here do? Here we go. Find Hold them on eBay and buy them. A hundred percent. And, okay, here's a synopsis of what The Richest Duck in the World is about. It is the twelfth and final chapter of The Life and Time of Scrooge McDuck, which means that the legendary book will no longer be printed. We highly recommend that you pick up The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck before the prices get out of control. Uh, yeah. So... Wow. That, that that is exactly what's happening, and that coincides with what's going on right now with the whole revisionism of uh, Roald Dahl's work too, for the same exact reason that it's they need to make it more sensitive for the modern audience. Imagine what a bitch the modern audience must be that reading a Roald Dahl story is what fucking gets your knickers in a fucking twist. Oh please, throw a sack and get over it, princess. The modern audience, most of them are honestly. I'm not gonna say most, say a large majority, whichever word you want to use. Are people that are quote uh, mentally, mental, well, physically too, more mentally weak. You guys are, are are pussies. If you're really being offended by a cartoon duck, you have to reevaluate. One, you should probably get help. Two, you have to reevaluate your life. Seriously, considering everything else that's going on in the world too, a duck should be the least of your worries. A cartoon duck, nonetheless. We just talked about literally yeah. what the Ohio train derailment, the factory that blew up. You know what I mean? We talked about the environmental damage, uh, everything that's affected. Right? Plutonium contamination like the, in the 90s. Plutonium contamination, right? All these things that could potentially affect us, but yet we're so, so worried about a duck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not like a real duck. I'm very concerned about real ducks. I'm talking about Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck so from DuckTales. We all grew up, up with that stuff, too. Exactly. And imagine how many people's... Uh, you're ripping something from their childhood kind of thing too. Like granted, whatever the actual context of the revision, right? Just because it doesn't fit a modern audience. I don't necessarily believe that. I more believe that there is some underlying reason to it. It's not just its representation to a modern audience, modern audience. There's gotta be something. Well, else. yeah, it's, 
it's what I hinted at earlier. It, it ties into the whole ESG thing, basically a social credit score. That while on mass, I, I I pray that the American people, you know, push back against it. Right? I certainly will. I'm pretty sure other people will. Um, Definitely. And I do hope that there are enough. But Isn't ESG there is very much. <laughs> yes, yes. And she, what she, what does she do? She doesn't give a shit anymore. She lives life oh, how yeah. she wants, and she feels free and liberated. Yeah. 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 After meeting that truck driver, and it turns out that people were only associating with her out of pity because they could boost their e- ESG like a bunch of parasites. Right. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. That whole, guys, no. that whole, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if you've seen it, but that whole episode is fucked. Like a lot of those yeah. episodes, man, are like I feel becoming closer and closer to reality, which is what's actually one of the scary parts about it. It's like well, the think about that, Anthony part. Mack. Oh yeah, that was. I don't know, man. The Anthony Mackie episode where he yeah, like I, makes I love. It, it, I remember it. He makes love with his friend in the video game. Yeah, yeah. They they like you know. That shit was weird. It. Yeah, it, it gets yeah. weird. You know, yeah. it's like it's like me. It's but like meeting a meta. girl character online, and you're just like, oh, you know, he's like, hey, are you an actual girl? Or you just like, yeah, sure. And then you know, they start like you know, in game fucking. Like it's just weird. You know, but turns out it's the like, guy from the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. Yo, <laughs> horrible. Uh, as a PSA that image, told you that image is going to be ingrained in the back of my skull. Actually, and I hate that. <laughs> that shit. That shit better pay rent <laughs> to, live, to live in the back of my skull. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Homie, don't. You were gonna say something, uh, Daddy? Daddy Sands, you were gonna say something? I'll just wait until it's my turn. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was uh gonna say, um, well at least my last closing statement, if you guys have your own say it. There's one thing we forgot that also just happened with Disney. Do you guys remember the classic show? Classic black uh called Black Cartoon Show? The Proud Family? The Proud Family. Yep. So you yep. know the oh, Proud man. Family got rebooted as in it's literally almost identical, right? So, mind you, Disney is supposed to be this is a show because an entire company has a show for catered to our kids, family movies, cartoonish shows, right? So now yep. Disney's being they got slammed for when they rebooted the Proud Family for their anti-white episode. So do you want your kids that are that you're subscribed to Disney Plus to watch this episode? About the blatant anti-white propaganda. Get them out of public school too, because that goes on there too. Yeah. Why? If and I I used to love the Proud Family. Used to watch it back Mm -hmm. then. It was a great show. You rebooted. I was excited. Okay, let's see it. No. Why do you have to make? Why are we for these kids' television shows? Why are we at putting agenda-driven ideology topics in it? And we're not saying that, you know, that uh, people being abused and, and past life and, and racism and um, people being abused by other uh, people in the past didn't happen. We're not saying that didn't happen, right? But you really made one episode to push an agenda? Seriously? It, it's not needed at all. 
it's it's not needed. I don't go on, don't have Disney Plus, right? I was thinking about it because I heard they were gonna do the Proud Family. Okay, cool. Like the show. Maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll sign up back up. Nope, not now. Not after this whole episode. You know, maybe when Pedro Pascal is is done sending little fucking Ellie over in The Last of Us, maybe the maybe the Mandalorian will be a decent show season three. I don't know, but if you want to hear my rant on The Last of Us, <laughs> you'll have to find out on the next episode. Cause oh boy, if you know, my oh. there's some spicy stuff. Well, that yeah, happens. that's right. And it's the whole yeah, thing. I we'll we'll I'm, save it for the next episode, though. We'll save it for t- hopefully we'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah, if nothing nothing happens, like you know, someone get hit by a car or, or some other shit. So yeah, maybe like a, hopefully another explosion won't happen. Or we can keep oh, trains on on the tracks this time. Yeah, keep trains on the tracks or or on the Tennessee cop. Come on now. What are you Pick talking one. about? Our infrastructure's top notch, best there is. You know? Or well, you see the meme I sent you about the train. PSA, just don't, oh. just as a PSA, don't be Ohio. Like, stay on track. I'm fucking. <laughs> <done>. <laughs> I don't Is know if it's too soon? soon or too late for that one, but. It's no, 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 no. You got it. It's there. I'm not going to. Dude, there's no filter on this show. So you say what you want. If people want to fucking blast back and be like, take it up with him. <laughs> like, dude. I dude, am the humor, humor in this moment. Yeah, we, we can, actually, we can't have people blast them back. Come on. We're going to cause another explosion. Let's, let's not. Fucking. <laughs> humor is necessary in these trying times. You know, it's, it's, it's truly the virtuous light that will you know get us through whatever dark days are ahead and certainly more dark days are ahead hate to be a a debbie downer about that but it's it's true but it doesn't mean you know we're done it just means we have to fight harder than ever before you know you do that by supporting independent content creators comic content creators and production companies Future production companies like us trying to create our own comics, games, mo- short movies, etc. in the future. So follow us as great things are coming. And with that being said, let's call the night, gentlemen. It's uh, certainly getting late as the uh, midnight oil is starting to burn. But wow. you can follow us like Daddy, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> like you Daddy Sin says. Mike. Make sure to follow us at Neon Knights FM on Twitter. You may also follow us at Neon Knights Productions on Instagram. And we have our YouTube channel up and running with daily, not daily, but episodes coming up. Uh, basically, Neon Knights FM, Daily Knights, and Eternal Champions as well. That is also Neon Knights Productions. But I have been your host, Treasonous Truths. I've been joined today by my co-host, Daddy Sins, and the Lorex. Have a good night, y'all. I hope you have a sinful night. And if you do... Remember, Jesus watching, so stop masturbating. Fucking done. I mean, you don't, but like, just, you know, he's watching, I guess. Well, I got I'm the my... low rat. Somebody I'm the low rat. And uh, I speak to the trees, but if they speak back, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Okay. 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 And with that, folks, stay golden. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>